Hey, how you guys doing? It's Mr. Brothers Comics. Welcome to our House of the Dragon recap show. As well, at least two thirds of the people are hate watching this show as it goes through, uh, going against the <laughs> grain of everybody else in America. Apparently, as it has thirty million people watching it every week uh, on the line tonight. Uh, it's Grand Maester Beaver. Say what's happening. I am in the hate watching community, y'all. Yes, for sure. Y'all know why I'm here. I'm yeah, just here exactly. so I don't get fined. Exactly. Also on the line is uh, Lady Dragonstone, who is to fill in all the gaps from the books uh, in relation to the future. Say what happened. Or Hello, maybe everyone. She's there you go. All right. So we are uh, going to go through episode five and six uh, tonight in two separate podcasts. And then uh, episode seven is premiering momentarily. Uh, and then we'll catch up with episode seven uh, when we get a chance to get uh, maybe the full crew together as we get into wrapping up this entire show uh, in 10 episodes. So we are in the home stretch. Uh, I think we have gotten through the majority of our time jumps, but I do believe there's another time jump coming up in the episode tonight. Is that correct, Lady Dragonstone? You said the next chapter of this is pretty much uh, about the battles of the kids. Yeah, from when you start reading the book after kind of the birth of Joffrey, Rhaenyra, the youngest son, it kind of just moves on to you just read more of the kids' names. You hear more of uh, Lucerys, Jaceres than you do Rhaenyra or Alicent. All right. So there we go. So episode five. So that in, that in and of itself is kind of upsetting because like, <laughs> they're postured as the, the stars of the show and yeah. then they're just a, a vehicle to introduce the real conflict. Yeah, just to get to the other ones as well. Um, episode five is We Light the Way, y'all. Um, we finally get a chance to get, meet Lady Rhea, uh, Damon's wife. Um, she's out on the hunt for deer, and she runs into her deer husband looking very much like Anakin Skywalker out on the trail there, uh, all hooded up. Uh, she insults him in many ways, implying uh, he has sex with sheep. Uh, and other issues of his sexua sexuality. He approaches the horse and he doesn't do anything with the horse, but it recoils back. It falls on her. She insults his inability to finish. Um, and then he kills her off camera with a rock. Uh, Lady Dragonstone, you said in the, in the, in the comic and the book, it doesn't, uh, in, it doesn't imply or say that he killed her, but definitely they took a liberties here. It did not say or technically imply that Rhea was murdered by Damon. It only just, just explicitly keeps saying how much he truly, truly despised that woman. Just truly hated her. Yeah. I mean, she, she didn't seem up. all that hateable to me. Yeah, not to me either. And like, and she came onto the scene just so you could kill her, which I hate. So like, this, if you're going to introduce a character, give him at least a story before you kill him. Like, but it's, it's fine because there's not going to be violence toward women in this show. <laughs> exactly. You're going to come up with this one uh, very, very soon, especially episode six. Uh, the Chargerians are on their way to the Stepstones uh, to make this wedding proposal for Rhaenyra to Prince Minor. Uh, this is the weakest king I have ever seen on any show ever, uh, Grand Maester Beavis. Like, I, I, we've never gotten a version of him. It was like, wow, that dude's the king. And I can see why that happens. He's just sick all the time. I mean, Toman was king, right? 
Yeah, he liked yeah. cats. He was a child. And, well, but like, and he was he was like more of an adult in the series. He liked cats in the book. Yeah. That was pretty much <laughs> uh, his roles. But yeah, I mean, it's ironic to for as much as you know, this house is so central to everything that you know Viserys is. Yeah. And, and, you know, to some degree, like you see the, 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 his obligation to family is kind of desire to do right is recognition of when things are wrong, mm. but he's just so weak. Like he almost never takes a stand. Um, they swing it back to King's Landing where Otto Hightower is leaving after he got shit canned as the hand of the king. And he's telling his daughter, you know, you should have believed me, not Renera. She was lying to you. He's like, you better figure this out because when the king dies, she's going to kill you and all of your kids. You know, and he rides off into the sunset. Um, at the stepstone, Lord Corliss does not greet the king. Um, that is a beheading incident. I was made to be, uh, told that when you do not greet the king like that, you're going to get your head chopped off. But, um, doesn't happen. Highly disrespectful. Greeted by Lenore and Joffrey. And we'll have more about this Joffrey a little bit later on. And then in the in the garden back in King's Landing, like this is my issue, and this is overall with this show and the other one too. Like they be introducing characters and not telling you who the hell they are. Like you will be having to figure the shit out later on. So I, I don't like that. So it's Lord Laris. Is that his name? What's his name? Larry Strong. Larry Strong. Okay, so he's the other son of the Hand. And he's in the garden and he's cozied up to the queen. And, you know, he tells her the story about the plan BT that, uh, the, um, the Meister made for Renera. And this dude is definitely playing the Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, uh, any thoughts on Lord Larry's Hightower? I'm 100% with you about like this show's tendency to not give you like, they're not telling you this. They're not giving you the seeds so that when things happen, they make sense. Right. And, um, uh, is this the wedding? Yeah, this is the wedding. There's another shining example of this later, but yeah, I frequently find myself at like having to go back and try and like put some of these things in perspective because the, the writing storytelling is not great. And this is another example of like, Oh, okay. This person is significant now. Oh, this, right. you know, there was, there's like a host of like background characters, but no, this person that you've seen just as often is now significant. So let's yeah, you help. saw let's him in that. episode two. He didn't talk, but he was standing there. So great. What's his name? Right. All right. So back at the step storm, Corliss comes out as a power play after his little power play, but he does bend the knee, which I would assume prevents his head getting chopped off. He tells the king of Lady Lana's death, you know, it's terrible. And the king makes the proposals to unite the families that they tried to do with his freaking 11 year old daughter, right, however many years ago, which is gross. Mm. Uh, so we're going to marry Renera off to Lord Lenore. Is, I always get their names right. And Corliss is like, okay, but what about the succession plan? You know, and, uh, what's up with them last names? Because, uh, um, and he's like, all right. So when they're born, you know, they're Valerians, but when they become the rule, they'll be Targaryens, and they all agree about that. And there's one kind of problem, because <laughs> it seemed like it was about to work out. 
Yeah, yeah, that was one kind of sort of problem. Uh, Prince Lenore likes dudes. Um, and there, I posted this to Twitter. It was like, you know, this conversation has been held by many parents before. Well, he'll grow out of it. Maybe not. Uh, you know, but yeah, his prince is like, you know, we're putting our kids in danger by getting involved in this particular situation. But, you know, uh, Corliss doesn't care, you know, because he, he sees the long-term power uh, for this. But here's my problem, brother, uh, Grand Mr. Beavis. Okay. Disinsisting on putting all these black folks in this thing. And we get to 170 years later, they all gone. Like, <laughs> all gone. So wh- where's the story? We, we talked about this in certain comic book situations. Like, y'all are painting yourself into a corner here. When you make a hero do a certain thing or present them in a certain way, you're painted yourself in a corner. So how are they going to get out of this corner? That all the Valerians are going to die? Every single one of them? Yeah. I mean, these are, these are not meaningful stories that provide representation that is useful in any way to anybody else. Right. This is very clearly a society and a progression that is white male driven. Yeah. Um, and you don't even if even if you didn't have the advantage of the future story to lay that out explicitly, it's pretty painstakingly obvious here. So this is not to try. I would rather this show was, you know, aggressively, whatever it was, without having to try and pretend to have some form of representation. And I think it would be less, it would be less perceived as pandering and less annoying and irritating and less frustrating if they didn't try to do this. Hi, y'all. I'm black. Uh, hello. This has been my, uh, 51st year of being black. Um, black people watch this show and at no point in time they're like, damn, I wish there was some black people in it. Like at no point in time that this happened, it didn't. It wasn't like, oh man, this would be a better show if it was black folks in it. We understand what this fantasy, whatever vision is. Like, we understand that. You, we do. But, like, doing this now, like I said, okay, that's it's fine to tell that particular story. But again, people that have seen the original series are going to be like, um, so, what happened to the black people? Because they was here 170 years ago. You're going to have to put yourself in a situation where they're going to have to kill all of them. And that's not going to be a great visual either. So, anyway. Renera is walking on the beach with uh, Prince Lenore, and she tells him a story of ducks and geese and how she likes geese, and she knows this nigga like ducks. And she's like, look, you can have all the ducks you want. I don't really care. You know, we'll just do what we have to do as a part of the marriage. And he's like, hey, uh, okay. First open marriage in uh, history, I guess. I don't know. And then they know her. I thought she would have liked the duck. I mean, that's like, <laughs> I thought he was the geese. I, I don't know. Do they both like ducks? I, I, <laughs> I think, yeah, I can't yeah, think about it. Maybe they both do like ducks. Uh, so, yeah. She What's meets, a geese? Yeah. What are we missing out on? <laughs> and Prince Lenore meets with Joffrey and he tells him, now this Joffrey is his lover and he tells him, yeah, we can still do our thing. She don't care, you know, with Joffrey, you know, eventually to his own, uh, Detriment. I was wondering why she has to feel that way. So then we get back on the boat, uh, the Targaryen boat, and we um, 
we get the villain origin story of Sir Kristen. <laughs> he professes his love to her after breaking all of his vows of knighthood and all of that stuff to, to get him some. And um, he's like, look, we just need to roll away together, girl. You know, Leave all this stuff behind. Leave all your riches. We can go have cinnamons and apples like that like that's or not cinnamons and oranges like those are two things that go together like like this this you know this can work out run away with me forget all your stuff he's like nah i'm good i'm talking about geese and ducks and y'all up here talking about <laughs> cinnamon and apples <laughs> he's like yeah nah i'm good i'm straight now lady dragonstone in the book is this presented this way that he you know went this route and he professes his love to her and then it gets rejected Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, with, I've never read this, but I'm going to guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, absolutely not. It's like, that's so, so surprising to say it about like this book series and obviously this franchise. That is PG-13 compared to what it actually is. Like mm. in the book, it's like she got kind of, she got forced to marry Lenore after like, Allison had said, hey, what if um, Rhaenyra marries Aegon, my son, and we just combine and they don't have to have a civil war, which obviously gross. And then uh, her dad was like, no, we're going to marry her to Leonor. And then after that, she just kind of like, oh, I feel so disgusting even saying this out loud. Okay. And uh, when she finds that out, she's just kind of like, I don't want to. So she essentially just like, goes and tries to have her like her virginity taken by Sir Kristen Cole and then the accounts vary either if it was Sir Kristen Cole or Sir Harwin Strong and either he did it and then got mad at himself and then decided to just go all team Allison or mm. he refused to do it Rhaenyra got pissed off at him and then that's when they just kind of started hating each other mm. uh, that's about what I did. expected yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That sounds like some fantasy writing man bullshit, uh, to be fair. Um, yeah. And that's fine. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. All right. Bring me the leeches, Grandmaster Beavis. Now, the king is not doing well at all. You look at his arm, it is all messed up. We still don't know what this man has. Like, I think they've, in meta interviews, they've come out and they've essentially called it a leprosy of some form, but maybe okay. I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, the, one of the. Is this his arm, his face? Yeah, he's not doing well. No, he's not at all. And there's a moment where, um, so the hand, the hand brings him like, I would assume milk of the poppy. And he definitely looks at it before he drinks it like, mmm. Uh, shit could be poison. Um, and then he wants to, you know, he tells this thing about, am I going to be remembered as a good king? You know, uh, you know, because he brought peace. You know, there wasn't anything really that's going on in the realm or whatever. You know, they don't write songs about the dudes that brought peace. You know, and the king tries to, or the hand tries to assure him, you know, like that's it's going to be, you know, fine. You'll be remembered, you know, in a positive way. Um, and then I forgot it at the top of the, the show here. We, we get the dragons like flying across there as they're on the boats, uh, headed out to the stepstones. And then we get more dragons, um, and to the festival of the wedding. Um, nothing happens good on weddings on this show, y'all. Just FYI. Were you having that feeling going in? Uh, I think I saw some like 
spoil like not like red spoilers but i saw enough headlines where and plus i really don't care anymore um that i kind of <laughs> got that got that um like that hint mm-hmm. but yeah. like even if nobody had died i can't imagine it would have gone well so. no it's fine uh and then you know we get the name called the lannisters again uh the queen is not at the feast uh and then you know people just show up you know and you know House Valerian, blah, 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 blah. And these people show up. Uh, I, I told to Lady Dragonstone, it felt like that scene in Harry Potter. Where, and I don't remember what episode of Harry Potter that was where all the people show up for that goofy tournament. Uh, it was, uh, uh, that was for the Goblet of Fire, right? That's it. Yeah. 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 That one. Ugh. And, Gotta know your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and as, as this is going on, the queen is still missing. And then after Valerian show up, if they got announced, then Damon shows up to, to silence. And he's not announced. He just goes and takes a seat at the king's table and nobody says anything. But I thought he was in good grace at that point, was he not? No, he got banished from making out with his niece. Yeah, but then he came back and they're like, okay. No, that was yeah, 10 no, years before. No, this is the, no, that was, no. This is no? episode five. Episode, wait, nuggets. Um, this is the wedding episode where we still have the younger cast, and that mm-hmm. was the ep- this is the episode after Damon made out with his niece, mm-hmm. and then oh. so the king got all mad at him. It was like, "Why are you making out with my daughter?" And then <laughs> tried to send him away, but the dude just essentially unexiled himself and showed okay. up. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. just who he is. How are you gonna make a scene at this wedding? Uh, I'll show you how. Um, yeah. So as he's giving his king's speech about you know what's going on and uniting these kingdoms. Queen Allison shows up and makes her way to the table. She's all dressed in green, and they do explain to us that is the war colors of House Hightower. And uh, this is explained. This to is us what by- I was talking about earlier. Like it, they had, they had all in parts of five episodes up to this point to give us that information. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, when she appears in her green dress, and everybody reacts, and we have no reason why, and it's only till later. That they explain us why we should be reacting to that. That is bad writing. Yeah, it's ham-handed for sure. Right. Yeah. There's no layers of that. It's just simple, uh, you know, paint by color writing. Uh, so yeah, King is definitely. Like, what I will say is that this show makes so much more sense, and I can't really say if this is the same for the original. Maybe the Grand Maester can advise. It makes more sense if you've just read the book. And that's terrible to say. But it's kind of true because you have the information that fills in some of those gaps. Like, I know certain stuff. I'm just trying not to say it because I don't want to spoil anything. But it's like, Mm. if you read the book, you will not enjoy it. It just makes more sense chronologically, I guess. Mm. But most people aren't going to read a 700-page book. it, It might be the same thing. But I think the TV show, there are things that, when you watch, and particularly the early seasons, there are, there are small sequences that resonate a lot more if you've read the book because you kind of get the significance. But I think in a lot of cases, it's not that you need to know those things or they are going to be more explicitly laid out to you before. I feel like the, the, the main story, the main show, the main Game of Thrones show is better about like giving you the, the background and that latent storytelling but then also exhibiting the scene whereas i feel like this show just puts the storytelling in the scene and just puts it all out there at the same time 
But I'm also like, I'm astounded to go back and watch, particularly season one, just how dense and subtle the storytelling is and just the groundwork they lay for things that don't, you know, don't get paid off anywhere near there until later seasons. And there's no, there's that, that kind of subtlety in the storytelling is not at all present here. This Mm -hmm. is just like, Oh, let me write some words on a hammer and then pound you over the head with it. So that's, (laughs) that's the show. Right. Uh, All right. So, um, yeah, King definitely not happy her showing up late. They do this ridiculous dance routine that was pretty awful. Um, it was, man, it was a step below the chicken dance. Um, the queen leaves, she stops at her uncle's table and they say, you know, we're ready to war whenever you're ready to war because she's got a green dress on. Okay. Thank you. Um, and then Joffrey notices, uh, Sir Kristen being obsessed with Renera as she goes from, you know, from doing her dancing and talking to people or whatever. And that's going to wind up being a fatal mistake for him that we'll come back to. Damon gets accused of killing his wife, but he says, you know, I have all rights to the Eyrie and expect his inheritance now that she's dead. Let's uh, kind of jump ahead there. That is really not clearly um, defined and uh, finished off as a story when we get to episode six. Like, it's like, okay, so that was his wife. They had no kids. Yeah, he should might be the one that winds up inheriting and all that but he doesn't and i'm not sure as to why is that a book thing i don't really remember okay. well the reason they technically didn't have any kids is because he hated her and he called yeah. her ugly and in true damon targaryen fashion he called her like his bronze bitch which is mentioned in the show mm. but like they just did not get along and like it's mentioned in the show when she first comes in, it's like, have you finally come to like consummate our marriage? Like he just refused to do it. Yeah. Uh, shot clock's up, by the way. I saw. It. Um, I would say that. Um, in the, so there are a number of like, if I don't know the answer to the question you just asked, but it's portrayed as if there are any number of strong knights mm-hmm. within the veil. And it's a very difficult place to um, exert your military influence. Okay. And so I could see why there could be strong enough knights that would force an individual out of power. And that might be the point. Like the, the area is the, like is the unassailable tower that it like exists on the top of a mountain essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be, that could play into it that it's, even if you wanted to, you know, bring your, you know, bring your own allies into there. They could be resisted by any number of like local knights. And so, right. and even when it's just the crazy lady and her, and her, and her breastfeeding son and the moon. Drop. There, yeah. yeah. There are any number of knights who exert influence there. So that could be an element of it. Okay. I could see how that would be a difficult place to assert your power. And it would take a lot of resources to gain influence there. that would not necessarily be useful to Damon to assert any broader influence with amongst the rest of the kingdoms. Yeah. Okay. Um, Damon dances. And also he's never really been shown as having an army. Yes. Of any sort. Like his power derives from having a dragon Mm. and having a name. So. And sales swords. Like he's, you know, like hires people like that. He doesn't have like a following like that. Uh, Damon dances with Renera and they speak as uh, the Grand Master puts it, their little dragon language. 
marry me, you know, if that's your plan. And it's still gross. And I don't like being talking about it. And then Joffrey uh, goes over and gets under Sir Kristen's skin, you know, talking about, hey, you know, we can still do our thing. You know, she can still do her thing. But, you know, all of this. And it pisses him off. And he um, he catches a beat down. Um, and I would say this is very reminiscent of what happens now. If you see like on social media and stuff or, you know, even at the school that Lady Dragonstone goes, nobody helps with fights. They just whip their cameras out and just watch. This is what happens in here. This man is getting the shit kicked out of him. Everybody's just like, oh, hey, look, a fight. And nobody helps this poor man where he gets all his freaking teeth knocked out. Um, you know, and Joffrey doesn't go down like, you know, hard or whatever. He does try to fight back. But, yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, he gets killed. Uh, Prince Lenore is very upset. And then they just push the wedding up because this was the start of the wedding week. It wasn't like the like wedding day. They just push the wedding up until the end of the show. Um, Kristen tries to kill himself because he's, you know, broke his vows as a knight. But the queen stops him before he can. Um, and then after the vows, the king drops, but he ain't dead. Episode five. Bada bing, bada boom. What did I miss? I mean, you recounted the story, but I also say, like, it's not, you know, in as much as there's any number of uh, uh gay relationships that have shaped this story it's not in any way the norm and so the fact that you know sir joffrey lawnmouth who would otherwise be hedged out of this whole thing has a window open where he can continue his relationship with lanor is it it feels like that should have been okay and i don't know why it seems odd that he would have like then gone to you know try to assert influence over Kristen cole who probably pretty clearly didn't share that. It's not like they were friends or anything like that, but he was all like, Oh yeah, no, now we're all in this together. You know, it was just, it was just bizarre. And again, it's like overselling of like the representation they're hoping for versus the reality that's really presented in this story, which we, you know, we're going to pretend is historical or whatever. And it becomes another instance of, yeah, no, this is not, this is not the modern story that you're hoping to appeal to. This is it's just another kind of awful edge but of the story. It's a forced heel turn. It's like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, like he is bad. And like, we're going to show you how bad he is because he's going to kill this dude over some words. Now he had gotten some sex and maybe he just forgot all his vows at that point. And he's going to kill this unarmed man essentially <laughs> at this wedding. But um, yeah, it, it is just a four seal turn. Oh, yeah. I, it, yeah, it's a little ham handed. I will say this, and you know, Big Hotch just said this as well, and I think we might even said it in the group chat that this episode, though, by far of the four previous, is by far the best episode that it's had. And I will have a same similar conversation to episode six when we get to that, but it, you know. You're playing from underneath here. Like you, you're not having to come too far to get to be the better episode. So I thought this one was like of the of the five, this is by far the best one. Lady Dragonstone, would you agree? Well, controversy to the popular opinion to the other two people in the Zoom call, I actually slightly enjoy this show. So it's like I, I did like this one though. It just I don't know. It's just kind of reiter- the main thing that stuck with me is just reiterating the fact that no, nothing good ever happens at weddings in Westeros. 
but I don't know. I enjoyed what it was setting up and all the Easter eggs that at least I could see as someone who's just read the book. And, yeah, that's a, and you're coming at it from a different point than we are, which is perfect. All right, y'all. Who won the week then? Damon, because we forgot to cover his little flirtation with Lena. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll come Mr. to it here in yeah. the next episode. Mr. Matt yeah. Smith yet again won the week. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Ramirez did not win. No, she's definitely ain't gonna win next week. By the way, either just FYI, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> um, it's just awful. I, I guess. I mean, I guess Allison maybe could win the week. She's end up Allison. stepping out. She's stepping out on her own. She's getting herself and her family ready for war. Um, you know, or Corliss wins the week because he winds up being able to gather the power uh and by uniting the two kingdoms so you know maybe Corliss wins the week brother uh grandmaster beavis harlan strong because he lays the seeds harlan. of like his mm-hmm. what, his next week affair? victory I... <laughs> <sighs> his next week victory mm. yeah yeah ah. Like, Would you I don't know, like no one's likable and no one wins. That's <laughs> the theme of this show. I... Would you agree that this episode is better than the previous four? Or are they just all the same? Honestly, it so I heard you say that. I think I might have enjoyed the first episode the most just because I hadn't started hating it yet. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So that wraps up. I really don't like this show. I hate it quite a bit. (laughs) Well, we're going to get you through episode six here momentarily. All right, y'all. So this wraps up episode five. um, And then we'll come back with episode six uh, shortly thereafter. Um, Producer signing off for part five. Lady Dragonstone sign off. Later days, everyone. Nice. Um, Grand Maester sign off. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Understood. All right. We'll be back momentarily for episode six. Everybody. Peace.